This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In the second part of this talk on the esoteric tradition of meditation, Reggie suggests that Mahamudra practices serve as a compelling gate for modern people who long to connect with reality. By dismantling concepts, we meet life, stripped down, unmediated, free. This talk was given at the 2013 Mahamudra for the Modern World Retreat, held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out about upcoming meditation retreats, please visit dharmaocean.org. Vajrayana teaching, which is the it's the Dharma that has been uh, very, very restricted in Tibet. I'm talking about real Vajrayana, I'm not talking about the public Vajrayana that uh, you, know, you pretty much can get anywhere. But the esoteric Vajrayana tradition, which is what comes down to us in Dharma Ocean, I do believe is the Dharma for the modern world. And Chogyam Trungpa felt that way that the Vajrayana tradition, the teachings, the, uh, you know, Vajrayana is not really about Buddhism. I think uh, even from what Caroline said this morning, you may have picked that up. It's not about Buddhism. It's about human experience and it's about the experience of uh, freedom and the experience of love that every person who has ever walked on this planet and ever will walk on this planet. That's their calling. Freedom and love. And the Vajrayana tradition teaches us how to be free and freedom teaches us how to love in an unrestricted way. Are you up for it? Are you up for this journey? We have a challenge as human beings, all of us, wherever we live, whatever tradition or non-tradition that we follow. There is this uh, capacity that we have developed as humans to separate from our experience into a realm of thinking that is disconnected from our experience. What uh, 
many of you may know as the left brain capacity, which is unique to humans, at least at the level that we do it. Um, nowadays they talk about top-down experience, which is the cerebral cortex, the thinking control mechanism. We have this capacity and what has happened for quite some time now is we as a species have developed the thinking capacity to such a high degree that we've actually created a world that you can live in and be successful in without actually ever having any direct human experience. It's a mental world. The world of cities, it's an expression of what people think. The cyber world, it's an expression of what people think. We live within a realm of thinking. And the challenge for us is that the connecting links between the direct and naked experience of human life which occurs in our what's called subcortical regions, meaning our soma. That direct experience of life, which used to be connected with the left brain, isn't anymore for many, many people. And our challenge is not adding more thinking and more sophisticated analysis on top of what we've already got, but to dismantle not our thinking process, but the investment that we have in constantly thinking about things, pigeonholing them, judging them, criticizing them, labeling them, and then living based on our inventory of assumptions. We have to dismantle our investment in that whole process. People hear about Mahamudra and they think, uh, well, let's just rest in the now. Let's just rest in the now. Come on, let's rest in the now. Why don't we just do it right now? The reason we don't do it right now is because we can't do it, as Caroline was saying this morning. In our current state of awareness, even the now has become another concept. And it's a new concept and so it's selling big. But after a while people get tired of that and somebody else will come up with some other interesting, intriguing way of talking about something different. And then everybody will jump on that and buy tapes and books and CDs. I mean, it's been going on for a long time in Western culture. What we're talking about here is actually making an actual human journey and realizing how invested we are in our habitual way of doing things and being intelligent enough to realize maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's not that we don't have the, the right book or the right CD. Maybe the problem is that we're invested in the wrong thing. And so uh, we have this interesting journey that's being offered to us. 
called Mahamudra. And Mahamudra really, um, I think as far as spiritualities go, is quite unusual because most spirituality in the world requires so much um, separation from our lives to do it. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I have a, a tremendous love and deep, deep, deep respect for the indigenous traditions and have studied, uh, you know, uh, certain indigenous traditions and been incredibly nourished by them. But um, I had an interesting uh, conversation with Maladoma Somme, who I, you know, quote regularly, with whom I have become very, very close. Uh, we've been we don't, you know, talk that much anymore, but, you know, we love each other. It's a very deep connection. He's a West African uh, spiritual teacher, and he's very gifted. If you ever had a chance to uh, meet him and study with him, it'd be wonderful. And he leads you through the initiatory process that happens in his village in Burkina Faso. And, um, <laughs> One day I said to him, I'd like to go to Burkina Faso, you know. I want to go and like see this, you know, on site. And he said, oh, this isn't what we do there. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I, what we do there is the elders stay up all night, they stay up for days playing around with these uh, tin can contraptions that they've made out of uh, old soup cans and that's their way of getting in touch with the ancestors. And the rituals go on for days and days, and you're watching, you have no idea what they're doing. And plus, if you know how to read, they won't talk to you. And I said, why not? And he, and he said, because when you learn how to read, according to them, because they're not literate, you know, they don't read, when you learn how to read, you, you actually lose your capacity to meet the ancestors face to face. So they won't even talk to you. So what he's done is he has, uh, he's translated. I mean, he really, he will say it. I've taken what I found out in the village through the initiation and I figured out a way to get people close to it. And that experience actually, you know, like you can't just go to Burkina Faso. It's not going to work out. You don't speak the language, and even if you do, they won't talk to you. Same South America, same elsewhere in Africa, same with the Aborigines in Australia. Whatever people may say, indigenous cultures presuppose so much connection with the place, and so much uh, lore and stories, and their psyches have been formed in intimacy with the sacredness of the land. Um, I mean, I suppose theoretically you could do it, but it's not really an option. In terms of the high religions, uh, we have a similar problem, that they're not really accessible. Even, you know, Tibetan Buddhism, which is the one I was trained in, you know, and I, you know, I did all of the rituals and the liturgies and, you know, 30 years of Yidam practice of different Yidams. Um, what I'm finding, I'm finding two interesting things. One is, it's not relevant to modern people, actually. And most modern people 
can't relate to it. We have a very simple form. I mean, in other words, what I've done is provided that in our community. You know, people can do their classical nundro and do Vajragini practice, and she, she's our lady, you know, she's our yidam. But we're not that big on ritual simply because most modern people can't relate to it. And, and then it just doesn't, like it's not relevant. It doesn't connect. Mahamudra, however, is different. Mahamudra, amazingly enough, is a tradition that was taught way, 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 way back just on its own to lay people at the time of the Siddhas, between the 2nd and the 12th centuries of the Common Era in India, all over India, and in the mountains in Nepal, what, what is now Nepal and so on. And that tradition uh, presupposes one thing. You have this one requirement to do the Mahamudra tradition. Does anybody know what that requires? It's a very strict requirement. Do you know what it is? You have to be human. <laughs> That's it. So, more and more I'm feeling that this tradition, number one, should be offered to everybody. Because karmically that's where we're at. And number two, it's accessible to everybody. And uh, incredibly challenging, um, very, very demanding, but very simple. The only one thing is asked, you know, really in Mahamudra. You, you only have to make one offering. It's not money. It's not energy. It's yourself. You have to offer up yourself. You have to offer up all the things that you're most dearly hanging on to. It doesn't mean you leave your family. But the hanging on is the problem, it's the investment. It's the hanging on, it's the using aspects of our life to make ourselves feel better. When we do that, then we can't relate to our experience anymore. Because our whole life come, becomes about shoring up our defenses. So the Mahamudra tradition offers us an opportunity to dismantle those defenses. Download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet, Cry of the Snow Lion.